Hey there, it's Nick. This is our final episode of season five. We're already hard at work on season six, and we're planning a much shorter break than last time. By the way, that shorter break is possible because you guys have been so great about spreading the word and donating to Radiotopia. So thank you hugely. For the season finale, we're doing something a little bit different. I've been collecting secrets from y'all for years now, and I wanted to finally share some of them with you. I also asked George Lankford from the band Javelin to compose an original score for this episode. Javelin is the music that's playing underneath me right now. So, from Radiotopia, you're listening to Love and Radio. Today's episode, The Secrets Hotline. Hi. Uh, hi. 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 What's up, buddy? Um, um, oh, man. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, 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 so, so uh, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. The secret I want to reveal is I smoke a ridiculous amount of marijuana and for years went to church high as a motherfucking kind. secret is that I've been offering to cook food for my roommates, but whenever they're not looking, I cut my fingernails, I clip them, and I drop the fingernail clippings in their food. This is a message from Anonymous. Um... Heels in love with an actor, and his name is Thomas Sadowski. He plays Don Kiefer in the HBO show The Newsroom. Kind of obsessed with that show, and I've never met him, but I have had four very profound dreams about him. Not sex or anything, just love and 
and I'm in love with him. Hi, you've reached the Love and Radio listener line. You can leave a secret here, feedback about the show. It's great if you leave a callback number, but that's optional, obviously. Of course, we'll edit out your name and other identifying information if we use your recording for broadcast. Thanks for calling. So, last week, uh, there was one day when I left work. I never do this, but on a whim, I decided to go to the adult entertainment store where they have viewing booths. And um, and I go in and I put a dollar in. I'm watching some stuff. And um, video comes on with something really hairy. And, you know, I, I, that's, that's an animal. And without thinking, that's, you know, I turned the channel right away. I'm not even sure what kind of animal it was. I think sheep. And then um, I turned to the next channel. And, well, maybe not the next, maybe the one after that. There's a, uh, a guy with, like, a cow or something. And I, you know, I flip again, and I see one with a dog. And again, and there's a, a moose. <laughs> and I just got out of there. And, um, it, if you don't broadcast this, or if you do, make it anonymous, um, and disguise my voice. I, yeah. Hey, uh, my name is Brandon, and I have a secret, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to call you back. All right. Hey, my name is Keep It Anonymous, if possible. Uh, one time, I'm a touring musician, one time in France, I uh, got a little drunk after a show where we opened up for Jimmy Cliff. And thinking I was at my band member's room, I kicked open the door and started screaming at Jimmy Cliff in French, who then sat up in bed and immediately started chasing me around the hotel where I wound up uh, ducking into a shower and hiding there until I was sure the coast was clear. It's good to have it off my chest. A little uh, postscript to the story is about four years after that, I played a show in uh, Roseland, like a charity show, and he was in the audience. And uh, I swear to God, he was staring me down the whole time. I, I don't think he knew it was me, but uh, a little funny postscript. Okay, thanks.
Yes, I'd like to leave an anonymous message for Love and Radio. Um, I live in the Midwest, and I have three kids. I'm a soccer mom, but it's not soccer. My kid plays. He plays another sport, but anyway. Um, there is a secret about me that no one in my life knows except for one person that actually worked with me back when I was working a particular job that no one knows that I had. Between the years of 2004 and 2005, I worked as an escort. No one knows this, and I'm married now, and not even my husband knows that I was an escort, and it bothers me a lot. And I've never been able to share this experience with anyone on the fear of being judged, um, especially in the town I live in. Everyone knows everyone. So it would most likely get back to everyone I know, including my parents. Even though I am in my later 30s, I look quite young, and back then I looked like a teenager. So it worked in my favor. And yeah, so it feels good to be able to say it to people that don't know me, and that hopefully aren't judging me. And if anybody else is hearing this on the podcast, you shouldn't judge people for their past decisions because at the time I was a single mom and it was really easy money and it freed me up to spend lots of time with my kids. And as I said, nobody else knew what I was doing because I just said I did internet work. Yeah, a little more personal than internet work. But anyway, love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. Hopefully my secret is secretive enough for you. Have a wonderful day. Hi, um, I'm I want to be anonymous. When I was 13 years old, I was driving in golf cart. And um, I was with friends, and um, I backed up into a car and drove away with in the golf cart, and I never told anybody. Um, <laughs> one time, I actually stole from a vending machine when no one was looking. I know, ooh, scary, but it's kind of run contrary to my nature, you know. I'm not a really like law-breaking person, but sometimes my mind can go into very, very dark spots, let's say that. Meh. I mean, kind of normal for an 18-year-old, right? Not well. All right, well, yeah, that's it. And if you could um, keep me anonymous on this one. Thanks. Um, hi. I wanted to leave a secret, and I'm not going to leave my name. But I just wanted to say that I think I might be in love with my boyfriend of three years' best friend. Thanks.
my secret is that I tried to change my life after having a dead-end job for eight years, spent the last two years in graduate school. And the secret I'm afraid to tell my friends is that I can't find a job. And I'm quickly burning through all of my savings. I think I barely have like $2,000 in the bank, but I'm afraid to tell people. I'm afraid to tell people that I'm, I may have to go back to that dead end job that I swore I would never do again. Okay, I think this is the end of the message. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here to tell you my secret. Um, it's something I've carried for a few years, and my God, it haunts me almost every day. Um, my grandpa was dying. He was a wonderful person. He loved me with everything he had. And I went to my mom's house where he was living, my mom and my dad's house. And I went into the room where he was dying. And I was there with my mom. And I was there with my grandma, who had just awful, awful dementia. So she wasn't very, you know, she wasn't with it. And the three of us were looking down at my grandpa as he was dying. And, you know, it took hours. We were in and out of the room, in and out of the room. At one point, my grandma and my mom went to the kitchen Maybe to make food, I'm not sure. That was very hard for my mom. And I went to follow. And I looked back at my grandpa, who hadn't moved all day. And he had both of his arms outstretched, trying to find us. He couldn't find us. And he was reaching for us with his arms, just in a ghostly way. And I looked at him, and I don't know for the life of me what was more important than going back to him. But I didn't, and I just left the room. And he died shortly after, and that was it. Um, I'll never forgive myself. Thank you. So, when I was 11 years old, I discovered masturbating, and um, the chick in my phys ed class told me that you could masturbate with an electric toothbrush, but the only person in my house who had one was my father. <laughs> so, every day before school, I would take a long time to get out of the bathroom because I would be masturbating with my dad's Sonic Air toothbrush. And 
the thing about Sonicare toothbrushes is that when they're fully charged, there's a light in the center of like the base of the brush that is just solid. It's just solid green. And when it's not charged, it flashes. And my dad would charge it every night and he would always come home and wonder why it wasn't fully charged. Um, and then my parents kind of put two and two together and they figured out that I was taking a long time in the bathroom. So obviously I was masturbating and my dad thought to smell his own toothbrush and he figured out because he knows what a vagina tastes like and smells like that it must be mine. So he called me into the bedroom and he wouldn't look at me. He looked away. He looked at the wall and he said, everybody masturbates. It's totally normal, but you can't use other people's things to do it. Hi, this is Chelsea and I have a secret. So I used to date this successful man. He, he exuded this really powerful, seductive vibe. And we, we had very passionate sex. But when he would come, he, he reminded me of the abominable snowman. He, his eyes would roll into the back of his head, and he would let out this guttural, horrible moan. And it just it ruined it for me. And I, I broke up with him, and he, he never, he never knew why, he never figured it out. Hi, I do want to be anonymous. Um, I'm a 27-year-old woman, and I have a fetish for watching women give birth that I've had since I was a little girl. Um, it's called mesothelia, and I like to watch like Lamaze instruction videos and YouTube videos of women giving birth and jerk off to them. And I never told anybody. This is the first time I've ever said it to anyone. Um, so I hope that's, that's probably not something you want to put on the radio, but I appreciate it. I appreciate being able to say it at least. Um, have a nice day. I don't know what this is. I uh, saw this on Love and Radio, and it says, tell me your secret. I was going to tell a juicy one, but I don't really know what I'm leaving this on, so I guess I won't. Cheers. Hi, I'm an anonymous person. I've been listening to your podcast a while, and, you know, i got to tell you, um, I, I keep listening to it, and it keeps pissing me off. And I don't, um, I don't mean to sound like some guy who's calling up and just complaining about things, but uh, I'll listen to a great episode, um, but then it'll be undercut by like some, I don't know, some jiggery-pokery that obviously someone there thinks is interesting, but really kind of detracts from the, the human element of the 
the, really the best quality of the stories that you do. And I just now I was doing something and I was playing the podcast and I thought, you know, who do these people figure they're doing this for? Because it's not, it's not me, you know, it's not the listener. It wasn't intended for someone in their late 30s, I'll tell you that. You guys seem like you're capable of doing really good radio. So why don't you just do good radio? I'm so close to just deleting my subscription to this podcast because of the bullshit. And I feel like you can do better. So I heard the number and I called. Good luck. That's it for Season 5 of Love & Radio. Special thanks on this episode to H.W. McDonald. Season 6 of Love & Radio will be coming at you before the end of this summer, so stay tuned. If you'd like to contribute to a future Secrets Hotline episode, you can do so by calling 1-641-715-3900, then dial 55403-POUND. That number is also in the description of this podcast. Love and Radio is produced by Jesse Carrier, Stephen Jackson, and myself. We are a production of Radiotopia, whose executive producer is Julie Shapiro. Radiotopia's founding sponsor is the Knight Foundation. Thank you all for helping to make this my favorite season of Love and Radio so far. I've been unbelievably lucky to have the opportunity to do this kind of work, and I couldn't do it without your interest and your support. So thank you. But for the stars that light the way See how they burn so far